0: I'm letting you know now I am excited about today's broadcast, and I cannot wait to jump into it. We are talking about overcoming rejection. We want to live a purposeful life in Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? We got to live on purpose. We have to live with purpose. And it's through Jesus Christ, and we have to be intentional. I'm excited about our guests on tonight. There's a few things I just want to share before we get on and going with the program. Let's go ahead and pray and just ask God to just be with us on tonight. Father, absolutely do. Thank you. Our Abba Father, we are honored that we can call you, Father. We're honored that we can call you um, our Lord. We're honored that we can call you Jehovah, Yahweh. Thank you for being who you are in our lives. Oh, my goodness, you're just wonderful. And you're so up close and personal, but you're so far away at the same time. You're just everything in between, and we love you for who you are. Thank you for what you've done, that we can celebrate this time, that we can rejoice and be glad. Thank you, oh, God, that no matter what we go through, we still have purpose. Thank you, O God, that no matter how we feel, we still have purpose. Thank you, O God, that no matter who doesn't like us, we still have purpose. So thank you, O God. I thank you for the woman of God who is coming on tonight. Oh, what a privilege. I thank you, O God, for letting our lives cross paths. Oh, my God, thank you for this this anointed vessel that you've given to this earth for such a time as this, Father, to speak to the people of God, to speak to the brokenhearted to speak to those who are who are in destitute places oh lord god we 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 just we want to be found faithful we want to be found true and lord we're just doing our our small little part in the kingdom of god and we pray lord that it will help someone to take authority in their territory mm we pray oh god that we will be able to be just vessels, Father, to be used by you, knowing that we've both experienced rejection, pain, suffering. Oh, God, right now tonight we pray for every single person that's listening in that they will receive and feel your glory, your Shekinah glory, Lord, that you will not only only just be um, with us on tonight, but be before us and for us, Father, so that we can do your will. It is in the name of Jesus that I pray for every soul that's listening, for every soul that will listen, for every soul, oh God, that may be connected to someone that hears this broadcast. I pray, Lord, increase for the woman of God on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And so right now we're just so grateful that you have joined us. Um, all across this great nation, United States of America and abroad. We're thanking you all the way in Ghana, all the way in the uttermost parts of Africa and Korea and Asia. We just thank you um, for joining us on tonight. Listen, we're talking about overcoming rejection, and so many people have experienced it. I know um, I've experienced it myself, and we have a young lady here on tonight, um, this evening, who's going to be helping us as we navigate in our lives, um, overcoming rejection. I have a quote for you on tonight, um, Dr. Steve Maraboli, and I like reading things from him. He says, every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected to something better. Listen to this, people of God. Every time I thought I was being rejected from something good, I was actually being redirected. To something better. What a privilege it is to know that God has something better for us. Let me just read some things just to kind of get some background um, on some things and help people understand about rejection when it comes to on the practical side in psychology. Um, I was reading some things and knew, knew this already, but I want to bring this to light in in psychology today you can look this in their books or online go to um, the journal sections um for look at material in the library but rejection according to psychology today today talks about that it piggybacks on physical pain pathways in the brain this means that rejection actually sticks to the brain and it's as if it's physical pain and anyone that's been mm. through that understands that the other thing is that it says Tylenol, listen to this. Tylenol reduces emotional pain rejection elicits. You can take Tylenol. This is how this is why we need to hear what's coming from this woman of God tonight. Because psychologists understand that if you take a dose of Tylenol, it will reduce some emotional pain that rejection, that emotional pain of rejection elicits. Rejection display Um, destabilizes our need to belong. It also creates surges of anger and aggression. Why do we have to talk about rejection on tonight? Because it also sends us on a mission to seek and destroy our self-esteem. I'm just listening to things of psychology today. Even the world system understands that rejection is something that has a huge impact on us. Listen, rejection also temporarily lowers our IQ. Temporarily lowers our IQ. You wonder why you can't function on the job? Because rejection causes an emotional pain, sends it to the brain, it destabilizes at times, and it sends us on a a lack of self-esteem mission, and it lowers our IQ. And guess what? rejection does not respond to weakness. It doesn't care that you're weak. Matter of fact, it probably feeds off of, of weakness. It doesn't, even, it doesn't even really have any relation to it when it comes to helping. So it, it's so important to talk about this on tonight. And if psychologists in the world understand that rejection has a huge impact, we as the people of God, have to take a stand and understand how rejection is in our life. And so, but we have the key. And so Lady Shaka is going to come and talk with us about this. Listen, let me tell you a little bit about her. Lady Shaka Williams was ordained as a licensed minister in 2014. She currently serves under the leadership of Bishop Richard, I believe I'm saying this word, Sifo, and is a devout <laughs> member of Victory Temple at Victory Temple of Praise, located in Fort Worth Tech. Woo, woo, Fort Worth, that's where my daddy's from. She is passionate <laughs> about the things of God and loves uplifting and encouraging women from all walks of life. Listen, women, she currently serves on the board of a local ministry called Titus Warrior Women. This, this is profound, Titus Warrior Women, whose primary function is to empower goal is to empower broken women through biblical and practical guidance and support. They're not just doing it biblically. They're giving you practical things to do. She is also the founder, somebody say founder, yes, of Light of the World Women's Foundation, which which with faith, much prayer, and hard work hopes will become a centralized resource hub for women with immediate needs, including transitional housing to help them navigate through life's challenges with the primary goal of empowering and encouraging women to seek God for help and to promote living a life that places Jesus back in the center. How many know we've got to have Jesus at the center of it all? Got to have him. She believes that it is, Lady Shocker we're talking about, believes that it is vital in this day and time to put everything pertaining to life and godliness back in divine order according to God's will and to allow him to order our steps and establish our ways. What, let me just read a few more things because I thought all of this was great. Um, Lady Shaka also find, also understands the importance of the family dynamic and serves her family wholeheartedly because it is her first and most important ministry. They, somebody say she knows what's up. That has to be first. She is the proud and supportive wife and help me of Elder Robert C. Williams. Thank you, God, for a man of God who is a charismatic minister and preacher of the gospel. She is the caring and nurturing mother and stepmother of four beautiful children. Thank you, Jesus. Growing up in a single-parent home helped us develop her respect for the role of mothering and has emphasized the need for family order the way God intended with the leading of the Holy Spirit and release of her former pastor, she and her husband launched to become one ministry. How many? How many know we needed to become one ministry? In February of 2017, after witnessing the miracle working power of God, who restored their marriage and brought order to their lives. Oh, how many of us have gone through this? Thank you, Jesus. Therefore, this ministry was inspired to help promote healthy Christian families, by way of implementing godly principles for life through prayer, devotion, and worship. We need it all. Prayer, devotion, and worship for the family, You, Jesus. She loves the word of God and God's people and wants him, God, to get the glory out of everything she says and does because he alone is Worthy! Oh, my gosh. Someone's hand should have been raised right there and just say, Lord, you are worthy. Anytime we go mm-hmm. through stuff, we need to say, Lord, you are worthy. Somebody just help me welcome Lady Shaka Williams, Minister Shaka Williams. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I am doing so great. Thank you so much for having me tonight. Oh, it's a blessing. I'm telling you, I couldn't wait. For this night. Now, you know, I had to send you a a message through Facebook after I saw your video, so I had to get you here on. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. It blessed me.
1: Go right ahead. No, I was just. I'm glad that it inspired someone because I, you know, sometimes in encouraging others, we have to encourage ourselves. So I, I'm glad that it did inspire you, and I'm so glad that you reached out to me.
0: Praise God, praise God. Listen, I'm not gonna take up a whole bunch of time. Um, I read the whole Bible because I, I, I thought it was so important to read it, all of it, and and so people can get a good understanding um, of of the background of. Of who you are, and so I'm going to give you the floor, give way, and we'll come back and we'll just talk about some things, um, and so that we can move forward and and the message that God has given you for the people of God.
1: Amen, amen. I thank you for the space and time and opportunity, and I'm going to get to the Word of God and, and 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 give the nuggets that He has given He through the Holy Spirit has given me to give to the people. Uh, First, let me say this, uh, uh, Pastor or Reverend Morris, I love your theme song. I was just listening to it, the kingdom authority and power and territory, and that is such a powerful theme because we have to, in this day, we have to realize the power and the authority that God has given us through the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes. And
1: and there's better way to do that, especially on the day of Pentecost, when all have came together and his spirit came over and empowered people to go out and empower other people to know who they are in Christ Jesus. So thank you for that inspiration today as well. That was a blessing to me. It Great was a blessing. God. Thank you to so you. And uh, this I know is already ordained by God because you actually have taken a part in what I was going to say by even reading that article in Physicians Today because I had already in my studies when I was going through my deliverance, had went and did that research on the rejection and what it does to the body. And so some of the things, matter of fact, in regards to the pain and how real it is, is one of the things that I wanted to bring focus to when it comes to the spirit of rejection. So let me go ahead and start here. What is rejection? According to Webster, it is to denounce or to not give uh, the proper attention to. Uh, according yeah. to scripture and according to spiritual knowledge it is a stronghold it is a spirit and what it does it brings generation cycles so it doesn't just start with you the whole intention of the rejection and what the enemy does with rejection is to continue to send you on a downward spiral even through, from one generation to another to keep you from getting and gaining what God had intended for us to have in the beginning so in the beginning with the fall of men, the enemy came in he saw what god was doing in the garden of eden with adam and eve and his intention from the beginning was to break down that entire dynamic and also to take away the very thing god had promised us from the beginning which was our identity in him when he said let us make men in our own image that lets us know that from the beginning when god created man that we were of his image we were who he was incarnate in 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 flesh Yes. So the whole intention of this enemy from the beginning to, was to rob us of that. And when he gave of the fruit to, to Eve who gave it to Adam, that's when it took down the spiral of the fall of men. Everybody who is, is of Christ knows what the fall of men is. And if you don't, basically what it is is when God created man, he had an intention for the man to come in and to, and to have the mm-hmm. man and have the And to have and to take care of the things that God had given him provision to take care of. And then he gave him a help me to help him with that because he saw that it was not good for a man to be alone. And he brought together the family dynamic. And so from the beginning, the enemy knew that them two together would have power and authority of which he could have nothing he could do do anything against. So he started out from the beginning to break the entire structure up. And so that's when it first started to and I think the first time we see rejection in place, even in the Bible, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel brought up offerings to God, and God accepted Abel's uh, offering over Cain because Cain's was not from his heart. Immediately, mm. Cain felt the spirit of rejection. And what it caused him to do, instead of him seeking and saying, what can I do that God can please me? That spirit of rejection caused anger to rear up in him so badly that he actually intended and went through with killing his own brother, his own flesh and blood. My God. So we see
0: from the very
1: beginning that the enemy came in with the spirit of rejection to break down everything God intended. That is what it is for, ladies and gentlemen, and that is what it has done and continues to do in, in mankind and in, in the world today But I come with good news today Because He who is in Christ is a new creature Behold all things become new So when yes. we become new, We have immediate Deliverance From everything that The enemy tried to, to instill in us Because we're no longer who we were Before we gave our lives to Christ So let me slow down a little bit uh, we, we're talking about rejection. And in rejection, it robs us of the love and acceptance that god intended for us to have god is a god of love and when he created us he created us from that love and our and his intention for that was for us to continue to spread the love to bear children and spread that same love in him and his whole intention was that we would reign with him and worship him this is what his intention from the beginning this is before the strife and the murder and the killings. that was god's first intention and jesus comes on the scene to reunite us and to bring us back to what God intended from the beginning. So in order for us to live the way God intended from the beginning and Jesus having to come on and be the sacrifice for the sin of the fallen man, we have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, even, and especially those that do not know Christ in the pardon of their sins, the first thing we have to come to grips with is that in order for us to be delivered, from every spirit, everything that has plagued us. Because the Bible tells us from the beginning that a man's days is for every man on this earth. And so in order for us to have the peace of God, to have the assurance of God, and have the authority of the Holy Spirit which comes with knowing Jesus Christ, we have to know him in the pardon of our sins. And as believers, we are sent to this world to be able to equip, first of all, get ourselves equipped, so that we can be able to equip someone else to have that same knowledge and understanding so that they can come into the kingdom and we can continue to get to get the word out, get God's word out, his holy word, every promise in his word to the people so that we can bring them into the kingdom. That is our purpose on earth. If you ever have a a, a doubt or or wondering what is my purpose, it may come in different directions or it takes you to different avenues, different gifts, different callings. But the full purpose of God for our lives is that we are his and we are are mandated and commanded to go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature, every man and child and woman and boy and girl, and, and let them know that Christ came to save us. That is our purpose. So when we're dealing with rejection, rejection is intended to separate us from that purpose because what rejection does is that it comes in so many different forms that it causes you not to trust and it causes you to fear. One of the two ways that rejection manifests itself is through the fear and pride. And so what happens with that, for instance, let me me just stop here. What happened with me? It started with me, rejection started with me at a very early age. When my mother and father conceived me, they, got, they were married, and things didn't go the way that they planned, and they, they divorced. And I was caught in the middle. And so my mom felt like she was protecting me because my dad wasn't mature enough to want to take care of a family. And he felt like she was rejecting him by taking me away. And I'm caught in the middle not understanding the dynamic of what a man is supposed to come into the house to do, and that wasn't being done. And so now my mother felt rejected. She was bitter behind the fact that he wasn't doing what he stated in his vows to her that he would do to take care of her and me as his child. And so we're caught, we caught in divorce. And in that, I was separated from my father, and, and in, in time I became to re, to resent my mother because she kept me away from my father. Now, I didn't know everything. I'm, I'm a child, so I don't know all of his proclivities and this, that, and another that she felt like she needed to protect me from. All I knew was that the people that brought me into this world that was supposed to love me, that was supposed to accept me, that was not happening for me. And so I was put in the middle, and I felt like at that point in time that it was me. I was the cause of their anguish and their anxiety. And in that, I felt rejected. In those early ages, from four all the way up to when I began to really understand what was going on and why my mother was doing what she was doing and why my father was acting the way, I felt rejected. And it caused me to search for love in all the wrong places because I would sit and wait for my father to come and I would have to hear he's not going to come and you just like your father and this, that, and the other. And so I began to resent my mom. So long story short, we go on and I'm in my teenage years and I start to see that she's right. You know, whatever's going on in his personal life is from his rejection that's causing him not to take care of his responsibility with me. Then I have to protect myself from even what he's doing to me. And so I went on down this spiral Looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for acceptance in all the wrong places, and that's what rejection does. Rejection. We try to cover up the rejection by being people pleasers or trying to seek attention from the wrong people, and we and we go in with this sense of okay. I'm, it's like like you said, uh, uh, Reverend Morris, in the position Today's report, it says that. Rejection is so real It's like physical pain And it can be medicated by medication And so what we tend to do When we feel that pain We go and medicate it with other things Trying to just not feel the rejection And so it happens for everybody I believe everybody has had Some form of rejection in their lives And what happened for me is Is that I wanted to feel love I wanted to feel accepted I wanted it from a man So I went out and I started looking from it for what I should have received from my father from men. Long story short, I wound up in a marriage for five years of domestic violence. And everybody kept telling me, why why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? Why don't you leave? Because I knew what it felt like to be left. So I held on to that false sense of love and security because I was rejected. And I hadn't been healed from that rejection from my youth. So I let it carry on into my adult, my early adult, teenage to adult years. And I dealt with that, that domestic violence because I felt like, well, nobody held on for me. Nobody, you know, kept fighting for me. So I have to show this man that no matter what he does to me, I love him and I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. And Thank God that I was delivered out of that situation because it could have been, as we see today with domestic violence, it could have ended up in the life of me or the life of my children. If you think about the situation that just happened to the lady in Ponder where she lost her fiance and her kids because of a domestic violence situation and her husband being rejected by the fact that she no longer wanted him. We have to be very, very, very careful in this day that we have to really allow God to heal us from some things so that we don't continue to carry that on in our lives because our lives will affect someone else. So I'm going to slow down Uh, and and narrow what I'm saying. What happens in rejection Mm. is that if Mm. it's not dealt with, it feeds over into every part of our lives. And it manifests mm. in different ways to different people. And you never know, depending on who you're involving yourself with, or who you who are in your family or whatever, how much rejection that they dealt with that they haven't been healed from, to where how mm-hmm. how bad and severe it can get. For me it got so severe that I would get whipped with folding chairs and told that I was never good enough for anybody else. Nobody else wanted me. And I accepted that for five years. And it wasn't until I got saved and I gave my life to Christ that I found the strength to walk away. So glory to God that even in my destitute state because of rejection, God's grace found me. It covered me. It lifted me up out of that situation and brought me to a brand new light. It moved me and it restored
0: me. Thank you, Lord.
1: I'm gonna stop there if any does anybody have any questions about anything that I've said so far?
0: You know, um and I have a couple of people that are on, but they don't have questions at this time there uh, there was the quite a bit of stuff that you said that just made me um think of how um the enemy really doesn't want us close to God. Really doesn't want to fulfill us to fulfill our purpose, and rightfully so, (laughs) because he Mm -hmm. knows we already win. And so he's trying to do everything. But um, I have a a couple of of questions about what you stated. You stated that Mm -hmm. our purpose is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ to others, to care for others, you know, and that's what the enemy wants. Because to, to, sometimes that's what we don't understand is that the purpose for us is to bring others to Christ and to give God praise. Kind of elaborate a little bit on that. You said it, but elaborate on that to help people with the way to do that when they're in the state of rejection. I'm glad you said that
1: because that was one of my next points. So the scripture reference to that is I always go back to Re- uh, Revelations twelve and eleven, and mm. it says states they overcome, or it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the words of their testimony, and denying their own lives unto death. And a lot of times when people quote that scripture, they always live out the part that they deny their own lives unto death. And the reason why I want to focus on that one is because. This is the way you overcome everything that the enemy tries to throw at you You first have to have the blood of the lamb There's no other way The Bible says that there's not, not By any other name shall man be saved But by Jesus Christ And he came into this world that men shall be saved So you have to You have to understand And when, when you're reaching out to people That's the thing you have to make sure that they understand That everything Revolves around Jesus Christ He is our Lord and Savior. He is the one that came in and saved the world from sin, and you and the black says right. that we have to repent. We have to ask him to come into our lives, and when we do do that, he's so loving and kind that he will restore us right then and there. And he transforms our mind to he transforms our lives by the renewing of our mind. That's what the Bible tells us. So that's the first thing that we have to. do. And we overcome also by our testimonies. This basic scripture, That's to right. give you some history of that scripture, is basically we're talking about the mortars because the apostles and other early believers, they actually had to walk out their lives unto death because of what they believed. You know, a mortar is someone that has a cause and they're willing to lay down their very lives, and in most cases they had to actually die for what they believed. And the Bible tells us also in Luke 8, you know, Jesus told them, if you want to follow me, you have to take up your cross, die daily, and follow me. And he was letting them know. He was giving the early disciples at that point. He was letting them know that you're going to be led to death because of what you believe. And in order for you to follow me, you have to understand that. So even when we're counting up our costs and we're we're saying that we're believers, we have to when we become believers, we have to understand we were not created for ourselves. It's beautiful to be out, able to go out here and accomplish great things and to bring life into this world, but we have to go back to the beginning. We were created for God's glory; that is our whole purpose. And in God's glory, we have to understand that everything that God allows us to endure, like the Bible says, count it all joy. Because he allows you to endure that because you coming through it, you getting over it, you being victorious in it is going to help someone else that does not know him be able to see that and say, I wonder who she serves or who is her God or how is she able to get past this when this is bringing me down and I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out. That is the whole purpose of our lives. So I go back to Revelation 12 a lot Because it lets me know that I have to Die to myself I have to deny my Own life so to answer your Question that that's how I know what my purpose is every time I Face a hardship that I don't want to go through Or something that hurts my feelings or Sometimes you know because rejection continues To come even after you are delivered from it And I'll get to that a little later on But rejection doesn't stop because you become delivered. You just change your response to it. You don't allow it to to bother you. You rebuke that thing, you keep moving once you're delivered and once you have the power of the Holy Spirit within you. But it still comes. That's when you remember who you are in Christ Jesus. And the purpose and the reason why he put you on this earth is to give him glory with your very lives. Even the children that we bear, they're not our own. We're sent here to train them up in the way that they should go. And when they go off onto their lives, which is a very hard thing, men, men and women, to let your children finally have to go off and figure some things out of their own, but that's when you get to trust God that he gave you whatever you needed to send them where they needed to go. And so I'm just I'm going off in a lot of ways because I get so excited about how God does things for us as people and how, how victorious we are if we just allow him to work in our lives. But to answer your question, we have to deny ourselves. We have to remember that the whole reason that God allowed us to be alone on this earth is to bring him glory. And so we do that yeah. by remembering what he does. We overcome. We can overcome anything the enemy throws our way if we remember that this is not about us. This is about him. And hopefully if we live a, a life that, is, is, that glorifies him, somebody else, even if it's just one person, will be touched by the very thing that we feel like we can't get through. That's Glory what we, God. oh, so that, I hope that answers your question.
0: Yes, that does. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm just praising God just from what you're saying because um, <laughs> for so many different reasons, let me just, let me keep pressing. Cause I have more questions for you. And I, if there's something else you um, want to say, I want to make sure I give way to that as well. Um, so, what would mm-hmm. you say to someone who experiences social or relational rejection? Well, okay. So,
1: when we talk about social and relational, so, relational, with I want I want to clarify when we say social and relational, are we talking about in the body of Christ or are we talking about in the world?
0: In the world, but they in are the Christian, world. but they mm-hmm. are they're living a life, but they experience that. I gotcha. Okay. Well, well, what I will say in that is, is that,
1: and this is something that God, is, is, is the Holy Spirit is helping and teaching me and giving me truth about, is that when we become a part of the body of Christ, we do. We have to remember that we're in the world and we're not of the world. So we have to be transformed. We cannot live carnal lives and say that we're spiritual. So we, some, that's when he says that when you're set apart, you may be in this world, but your thinking has to come up to his thinking. That's the first thing that you have to do. And understand that rejection comes to us all, because people, as I stated from the beginning of the world, have been rejected. The enemy has used that to try to tear down relationships, to try to tear down the kingdom, to try to tear down anything that's going to give God glory. And before we even become Christians, our lives we're so, we come to Him broken. And most of the most of the time, when we finally find Christ, is because our lives have been so down and out in the pits, and we're so broken, we're so hurt, and we're looking for some light in the darkest places. So we have to understand that when we come on the side and that darkness is dispelled by the light of Jesus Christ, we have to allow him to transform and renew our minds. So when you do come against rejection and you're of the fold and you're of the body of Christ, understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's the first thing we got to remember that whoever brings you any type of rejection, who doesn't accept you for who you are or who doesn't, you know, and a lot of times we don't accept or we fear that which we don't understand. So as I stated, rejection comes in the form of fear. So when people fear you, and in, they call it intimidation. When they're intimidated, they come at you in a way that's defensive to you because they want to tear down your defense. They want to tear down what makes you strong. We have to remember we're not wrestling against them. That is still the enemy. So you have to remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against wickedness in high places. And our defense is to put on the whole home of God, from your helmet of salvation, to your breastplate of righteousness, to the sword which is his word, to the feet that are are sharp with the preparation of the gospel, to the shield of faith that wards off all the fiery darts of the enemy, we have to put on the whole on and remember when that rejection comes to you, you cannot respond from an emotional or soulish or flesh area. Now, do we do it? Sure we do because we are in the flesh and we are flawed creatures. But when we realize that we have to bounce back and say, Lord, you know, I didn't respond to that right, Satan, I rebuke you in that spirit. and You're not talking to the person. You're talking to the spirit that's operating in them. Just like Jesus had to tell Peter He wasn't talking to Peter when he told him Get thee behind me Satan He was talking to that enemy That was trying to keep Jesus from coming through And doing what he was purposed to do on this earth Which was to die So we have to remember We are in this world but not of it And we wrestle not against flesh and blood So if it's coming at you You have to respond from the spiritual realm If you are a child of God Ooh. In the world, and in world Yes, This is how you overcome and God gives us the tools. His word is very important, ladies and gentlemen. There is no way to say that you're saved and you're walking with Christ and you do not find your face and your nose in the book of, that, in, of His word. That is the lamp into our feet and the light into our pathway. And everything that we need, according to life and godliness, is laid out. It is like a map. It's all in His word, and the Holy Spirit will give you revelation. But that's the only way that mm. you're going to fight. Mm. Is by morning, loving, eating on His word. Mm-hmm. Amen.
0: I'm going to. Amen. The only way to do it, and that's why I posed the question, I wanted to say, so we may experience things that are um, within the world system or world thinking, but how we overcome it is definitely in the spirit. He said, not by power, not by might, but by his spirit. Mm -hmm. And if we don't Mm -hmm. stay connected Mm -hmm. to the spirit of God, I'm telling you, we really will go through some struggles. If He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a Mm -hmm. new creature. Mm -hmm. Old things Mm -hmm. are passed away. Behold, I want you to know, all things have become new. So your reaction, Mm -hmm. your response to the things that are of the old should not be the same way. When you come into Jesus Christ, when we come into Jesus Christ, we have a new way of looking at stuff, a new perspective, a new way of talking. We speak the things of the Lord. We speak the things of God. We speak the things that are positive. We speak the things that are holy. We speak the things that are righteous. We have to speak what God said. And if he said we can do all things through Christ, Jesus has strengthened us, then I'm going to tell you, we got to be able to do it, and we can do it. If he said, no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, mm-hmm. sis, I'm just mm-hmm. believing that no weapon that forms against you and us will be able to prosper, and that includes rejection. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. You done stirred my mm-hmm. spirit, sis. Mm-hmm. Jesus, All right, now, that's the truth. You're absolutely right.
1: <laughs> And like I said, you know, we do, we have to, and we need to continue to be in mind. minds. That's why we have to stay in the Word. Because you can read that Word, and God gives you a revelation for it. And then you come back, and He gives you a greater revelation of it. And so the more you eat His Word, and it's in your heart, when those things come up, that Word starts popping up against you. And that's the only thing. I was, I was listening to a broadcast, and I can't remember who it was, so I can't quote him. But I will say, I, I remember him saying it. I'm sorry?
0: You're fine.
1: Well, I remember him saying the devil doesn't respond to anything that we say out of our mouth unless it is the word of God. He is not studying anything that we say or do unless we're coming from the word of God. So if we are trying to fight an enemy that's not flesh and blood and we don't have any word in us, you're fighting a losing battle. Because that's the only thing that's going to back that enemy up in a corner, and we are in Christ. So the Bible tells us, the greater is He that is in us than He that's in this world. But God gives us His word, and that is what we have to live by. We do. We definitely have to live by, and we overcome again by the word of our by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony, and by the fact that we deny our own lives unto death. This is an unselfish yes. walk. It is kindness. I understand that we go through things that have hurt us. One of the things, like uh, one of the things that the, the rejection does, is it makes people bitter. And I understand how mm. they can can become bitter because I remember the times when I oh. did become bitter. And bitterness, that root of bitterness, is a stronghold. And mm-hmm. I, And we have to, even when people responding to you or they coming at you, he who is spiritual, we have to know, okay, God, what is that, the, what is that they're operating in? Because you know, you never know what people go through. You never know what people have went through or how, what they're going through at that time. So for you to take on a reaction to them as if it was personal, when necessarily it may not be then you're not allowing the Holy Spirit to use you because you may be the very one that will be able to pray them through or give mm. them the necessary tools and them to where they need to be. But if you're caught up in yourself and how you feeling about what they're doing and how they what they're saying, then who's going to deliver who? Who's going to bring them Christ? Who's going to show them? This is what happens when you allow God to have all of that because he takes it. Now, even in uh, Isaiah 53 and 5, he was wounded for our transgressions; He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him, and by his stripes, all 39 of them, we are healed, and that's just not easy to healing. He heals us yes. our emotional And we have to declare that, and we have to walk in that, and people need to see that. The world needs to see that, you know, and I think uh, rejection is one of the biggest issues in the church today, even in the leaders. So, to all too often nowadays, even our leaders are operating from wounded places, and we have to be able to heal. We have to heal, because wounded people, like they say, hurt people hurt people. And that spirit, it feeds off of your hurt. It feeds off of where you're going through. So imagine if you have a leader that has, hasn't dealt with his rejection. And he's preaching from that place of pain, and he's preaching from that hurt. He's finding the scriptures that's going to to justify why he's feeling this, that, and other. Because people do it. I'm just gonna be honest with you, you know. And and now you're broken. You wonder why you're leaving that more bound, leaving the church more bound than you were when you came. Mm. This rejection is that strong. It's a stronghold.
0: It's a stronghold. We have, <laughs>
1: we have the power of the enemy.
0: So we have to. My God,
1: to, we have to be in Christ. We have to be rooted and grounded in Him, and allow Him to have full reign over our lives. That's the way this is going to be. But and I tell you, that He was in Christ. You're already set free. Walk in that. Come out of agreement with rejection. Come out of agreement, like wow. you like you said earlier, Eddie Morris. Stop responding the same way. It may seem that that's something simple, but it really is. It's the The definition of intimidating is keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Stop responding to things as soon Matter of fact, sometimes it's just wow. shutting up. <laughs> shutting up and saying, Lord, <laughs> help me. I'm being real yes. because we, need to. we have to be to intimidated so we can really walk in our deliverance. Because to say
0: say one thing, and to walk something out is two different things. Amen. 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 Oh my goodness, that is so awesome. Sis, are there any last things you want to share about um, living a purposeful life in Jesus Christ?
1: Yes, I just want—I want, like I said, I really do. One of my desires, especially for women, because God has blessed me to be a woman, and God has blessed me to be around women. Uh, that I love and, and, and one of the things that God allow me to walk through with molestation from somebody that was very close to me when i was young and i never did think at that point that i would be able to trust women but when i got delivered from rejection he delivered me from that ability not to trust women so now i have a desire to, to want to be close to women because we're so powerful and if we would just be able to as a unit especially women men as well because they are our leaders and we have to be able to put them in their rightful places so i can't get by without saying that men we have to they men It's time for you to get in your rightful places, in our homes, in our businesses, in our churches, where you need to be, where God intended for you to reign is where you need to be. And us as women, we have to get healed so that we can help walk them and and speak life into them and birth them to those places. We can't allow ourselves to continue to walk around bruised and broken, keeping the way God intended for life and family to work from being operable in our lives because we won't allow God to to deliver us. And when I say allow God to deliver us, if you, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. Not even what it says. Impossible. that impossible. Those that come to him must first believe. Believe that he can deliver you. Believe that he can set you free. And if you believe in it, your next step is to walk in the liberty in which Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We have to. So I just want to encourage My women God. and me. If you desire to be free, I want to, I want to tell you that it's, that it's yours. If you believe on Christ, if you are saved, all you have to do is ask him to come in and deliver you. Because he said that he would give it to you. You seek him with your whole heart, you'll find him.
0: Mm. And he
1: wants to give it to you. Allow him to. And when he does, the first, time, the first thing that's going to happen is to know that God is working in you. That rejection is going to come. come. Come out of agreement with it. Respond differently to it. I don't care if you have to run in a different direction. Respond differently to mm-hmm. it. you got to work out that healing in you so you can be delivered, so you can deliver your children. Rejection comes in your children, too. It does. That's right. That's Them right. not receiving it from the beginning because you were broken. You didn't intend to. But this is just the way the enemy uses those generational cycles to keep us bound and keep us from being who God called us to be. So today I want to deliverance on every person on this line today in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to declare that freedom is yours and where the spirit of the Lord is. And we know he's on this line with us tonight. There is liberty. I want to declare and decree that you're gonna walk in it. You are victorious yes. in it, that the spirit of redemption no longer has a stroll hung on your life. We plead the precious blood of Jesus in this area of your, your life that rejection has taken hold and had foot. We're gonna come against that now in the name of Jesus and we lose the peace of God in your life. We lose the spirit, the gift of the spirit, which is love, joy, peace, gentleness, meekness, long suffering, self-control, patience and faithfulness in your life. And we're going to declare that you're going to be victorious so that your children's children can walk in victory and that their children's Mm. children can walk in victory, even until the very end of the earth, so that you can go and tell someone else that Jesus not only saves to the utmost, but victory belongs to him and they can walk in it too. And I just want to Mm. encourage you today that you can overcome the spirit of rejection. And it also has a lot of different rooted spirits with it. So you get a hold of that one. Let God have that one. All the rest of them have to follow suit, because no no devil in
0: hell can prevail against the Church of God that lies in us. We are victorious in Him, walking in it. Mm. And that's all. God, if you can just pray that prayer and let's declare um, um, as well. Just continue to just pray in the spirit and just declare that over every single person that may hear this.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. God, we thank, thank you, you for God, for the privilege and opportunity to lift up the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, that where two or three are gathered in your name, you're in the midst, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that this is a this is destined and appointed by you, Father God, for such a time as this. Now, God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you forgive us of every sin that we have committed. Anything that we've done that did not please you, God, anything that did not represent your kingdom, well, God, cleanse us and make us whole in Jesus' name, creating us clean hearts and renew right spirits in us, Father God. And now that we have repented, Father God, we're asking that you restore us to the people and the men and women of God that you called us to be, God. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, have thine own way in our lives, Father God. God, we come against every spirit that has hindered us in our walk with you, Father. God. We plead the precious blood of Jesus over our minds, our bodies, our souls and our lives, Father God. We're asking right now in the name of Jesus that you would have preeminence, Father God. In Jesus' name, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We're declaring your liberty over each and every person tonight, God. We're declaring right now in the name of Jesus that the spirit of rejection that has tormented their lives, that has kept them from their destiny, that has kept them from their purses no longer has a place in their lives today, today, Father God. For your word tells us that they were wounded, for you you were wounded for our transgressions. You were bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of your peace was laid upon you. And by your stripes, they are healed. God, we're walking in the healing Hallelujah. today. We're going to set free, Father God, not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. We bind every stronghold in Jesus' name, every spirit that was attached to the spirit of rejection, the spirit of pride, the spirit of anger. We bind you up now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the devourer, Father God, that came in and then stolen from them, Father God, and every, every lot, including time, God, that we ask right now in the name of Jesus, as your word declares, that you will restore the years the canker worm and the locust that came and ate up, Father God. You'll even redeem the time, Father God, so they can give you glory in their walking life, God. I'm asking right now in Jesus' name that you would touch their household, Father God. Touch their home, touch their children, touch their husbands and their wives, Father God. Release to them the liberty and the power to be set free in Jesus' name. We declare and decree yes. that all of those that them are free in the mighty name of Jesus. We walk in the liberty, Father God. We're asking right now in Jesus' name that the power of the Holy Ghost would take over that house. Let your Pentecost happen right now in their home in Ooh. Jesus' name. We're speaking in tongues, God. We declare power in Jesus' name. We declare the anointing of God that leads us to all truth in Jesus' name. We declare the paraclete becomes theirs in the name of Jesus. Father God, that you would bless him free and deliver on this of day in Jesus' name. And we just declare your love, God. Keep us in all our ways, yes. Father God. In Increase our faith, Father God, in Jesus' name, to believe that all things are possible to them that believe it, Father God. And we can do all things, strengthen us. We're going to walk in the liberty, Father God. Hold our hands. Keep us on the straight and narrow path which leads to righteousness today. And let our light so shine that people may see our good work and glorify our Father which is in heaven. In Christ's name we pray.
0: In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank, Thank you, God. You, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. In <laughs> Jesus' name, we pray it. Hallelujah. And I am in agreement with you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen, people of God, we had a great example in Jesus Christ. He was the stone that the builders rejected. He was the chief <laughs> cornerstone. He is the chief <laughs> cornerstone. They rejected him. And how did <laughs> he show them? How did he respond to them? How did he show them how he how, how much he cared about rejection? He said, Father, forgive them. Oh, my. For they know not what they do. Even when he was being stoned to death, he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Oh, and so when we are rejected, the way to get out is also love. My sister, thank you so much. We have Thank the you. purposeful life is about love. The foundation is love as mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. has commanded us to love and when you show love in the middle of rejection, I'm telling mm-hmm. you it helps you yes. to grow. Oh it my does. goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes, I'm so grateful for your life sis. I lift I lift you up unto God and so God right now mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus, I declare mm-hmm. And I decree blessings upon this woman of God, Minister Lady Shaka Williams. God, I declare Mm -hmm. doors to be opened expeditiously, Father, to share her testimony. We thank you, O God, for the love that flows through her, and I pray in the name of Jesus that you would just be with her in the midnight hour. Visions upon visions, God. And then, God, give her the resources to be able to expedite the vision so that it comes to fruition and is manifested in the earth. I glorify you for this woman. Oh, hallelujah. And the lives, the many lives she will touch, not just women but men, boys and girls, their lives will be touched as a result of her and her husband and what they've gone through, Lord, and her family members' father. Thank you for them being salt and light in this earth. Hallelujah. And I glorify you for them. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Fresh wind upon them. Blow on them, God. Blow on them. Blow on them. New life, new life, new life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, my goodness. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, sis. Oh, sis. In Jesus' name. Thank you, oh, God. We thank we thank you all for joining us on tonight. I'm so full because I just came out of a period of time in my life as well. And telling you, if you allow rejection to suck you down into that thing, then you will not have the fruitful life that God has um, is, is wanting you to have and has ordained mm-hmm. you to have. It's up to you. It's up to you to choose. Mm-hmm. I pray that you mm-hmm. choose. According to what the woman of God shared on tonight, I pray that you choose life and not death. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. it's time to operate in mm-hmm. authority in our territory. Thank you again, <laughs> Lady Shaka, for coming again.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: God bless you. You are such a blessing. I hope this is not the last time you'll be on. No,
1: not at all. Thank you. <laughs>
0: God bless you. I just want to say on tonight to our listening audience, as we um, close out for tonight, um, there is there is so much happening in this earth, in this world, and we're just lifting up so many different people. I Want to make sure we lift up the schools, the schools throughout this nation, throughout this world. We cannot let shootings in the school become the norm. We cannot be so lackadaisical mm-hmm. about this thing as if it would become immune to it, like it's a shot. We've got a vaccine for this, and now we don't even think about it. No, Christians, we don't want this happening to our children. And so we have got to stand and continue to do the things that are needed practically and spiritually, to help our children and to protect our children and to protect people. The minds of people have gone astray. The Lord already said what was going to happen. And so the love of men is waxing cold, but we don't have to stop Mm -hmm. loving. We, as the body of Christ, have to show love, even if it takes us down until our last breath. I'm telling you, we've got to continue to show love. Listen, As we get ready next week, we're going to please join us. We have Coach um, Tim D. is going to be on, sharing the word. Not only that, helping us and coaching us through some things. So don't forget to call in, 646-668-2413. That's 646-668-2413. Next Sunday, 5 o'clock p.m., Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, and also 8 o'clock p.m., Eastern Standard Time. And the rest of you are in other places, other time zones, other countries, other continents. Y'all figure it out from there, okay? I love you (laughs) with the love of the Lord. Listen, the best view comes after the hardest climb. So keep climbing because the best view is coming after your hardest climb. Keep climbing. This is your host, Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. Thank you again, Lady Shaka Williams. I am excited Mm to be um, connected to you for this future the future that's coming up in your life. And I thank you again for coming. Mm -hmm. God bless you and have a wonderful night.
1: Good night. God bless you.